Hey guys, this is Mark Owings, and I'm your host for the Unbridled Life Podcast, where we have real, raw, and unreligious conversation to encourage and challenge men and women in their daily lives. Well, welcome to the Unbridled Life Podcast. We keep it real, raw, and authentic, and I love who I've got on here. I've got two beautiful blonde daughters of the king. Can I say it that way? She is beautiful. So I, have, as well. I have to bring beauty here. So I've got Janine Cannell with us. Shauna Disco Ball, y'all know who she is. Uh, Glad so, to be here. I feel very honored in, in this setting, I will say. I'm going to just sit and listen. No, that's my job. I'll ask a few questions and then get you going. But uh, Janine, welcome to the Unbridled yeah. Life. Thank you. You know, I was, uh, I love the thought of being here and being able to share because we've had a long conversation for the last hour and I realized that we are resonating with each other and the same spirit that dwells in us mm-hmm. is available for everyone. And so we were talking about my background. You've got an uh, interesting background. I, I do. And it, you know, I, I sort of call it a Renaissance woman. And the only reason I do that is because I came to a moment several years ago where the, the Lord just said, everything that you have done in your entire life is going to converge for the last days that we're living in. Wow. It's going to be a convergence and you're going to wow. utilize all the skills that you've been taught, you've trained in, that you've built muscle in that you have, it's, it's not just skills in the natural, but it's what I've learned in the spiritual as well. And so starting out, you know, as a uh, young child, I always, I was a reader. I would read from morning till night. And that's sort of what led me into being a writer because uh, I, when I was a news anchor for CBS 11 in the Dallas-Fort Worth market, that's where I learned to write. My news anchor, my news team taught me how to write. Uh, then I did sports with Tim Matthews and co-anchored sports with him. And then I went from there to the FBI. And when I, right. Just but, a normal but, day. But you know what? In today's okay. world, it actually makes sense, right? right? I mean, back in those days, I don't guess we knew that, you know, news media worked so close with the three-letter right. folks. But, exactly. Uh, but you worked in counterintelligence. Yeah. So, and I started out in domestic terrorism. Mm. It was the whole thing going on with the Timothy McVeigh and all of the Oklahoma City bombing and all of that. And so domestic terrorism was more a a different genre in in the way you operate. It was more of a physical, be a bad boy, dress in your SWAT pants. We're going to, you know, we're going to take, you know, take back control of the world. We're going to make sure that justice is served. And and then after 9-11, I started noticing that our group, the FBI really started moving into more of an intelligence organization that was right up my alley because I'm a thinker. First of all, it was an amazing organization back then because after 9-11, we really began to unify Mm. and realize that we were not as amazing as we thought we were without each other. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And so it was the squad mentality that I really latched onto the squads. We operated in squads. So I was on the domestic terrorism squad and then I went to the white collar squad and then I ended up on the intelligence, uh, counterproliferation and counterintelligence squad. And everybody brought something special to the table. So everybody was valued. Uh, you had your skill that you operated in 
And as long as you locked arms and stood shoulder to shoulder with the rest of your squad, you, you, nothing could stop you. So stay in your lane, get connected to people with better skill sets than you or different skill sets that move in alignment and unity. And lock arms. Come on. As one. Yeah. That's the way we're going to operate in the days of I ahead. agree. I agree. Here it comes. Yeah. For sure. Yes, yeah. it is. And that's, that's why I wrote the book and the series, The Overcomers, because the overcomers are basically the people that are going to be operating in that uh, capability, but they're also going to be doing exploits that are beyond anything that you can ever imagine. I mean, they will be uh, greater things than these will we do. Come it on. will be nothing to show up in another country within three or four seconds if, if you're needed in that country. Uh, I love it. There's a Philip. These are yes. the things of Elijah. Uh, uh, Teleport totally, right? me, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Come on. Absolutely. I mean, the way you talk, we're going to change our language. Mark and I talked about that on another podcast of like, I think, and we even mentioned it before we got started, sometimes the world taps into the spirit and the supernatural better than we as the body of Christ. And I am not beating up the body. The Lord loves his bride. But you guys, we got to get out of religion and we got to quit clicking together in a, in a, not in the way that you're talking about, but in a holy huddle where everything freaks us out. We got to start talking about what what you're saying, you know, like, can we really go to another country in three seconds? Absolutely. But you know, what, what is unfortunate about that is our perception in the church is that that is new age. It's not. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of thinking that new age was the counterfeit. So we need to go back to where our original. And so speaking of that, speaking of speaking, one of the things that I uh, learned when I was in training at the FBI, we had a woman from the CIA that came in and trained us. And one of the things that she taught me that I will never forget, I would love to find her to this day because I am a voracious learner reader and she said when you hear yourself speak yes then you it it's it sets an anchor in your soul and then you can operate in that but if you're listening to another voice and so the spirit of god that dwells in you come on if you allow that to speak and you use your mouth that frequency as you know Uh we were with him before he sent us to earth on our mission. And how did it all get started? He spoke. And he spoke. I love the way Shauna says this. You were always on God's dream board. Yes. You just manifested on your birthday. In Absolutely. This yes. So you came from another. And I think it's a great, uh, not just for men, not for women. I think we've gentrified this so much that, you know, we, as a man, we look at women as the great temptation. And many times we can be seen as the, the enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think in this, I think it's important in this time that we all get our voice That's aligned right. with his voice. So what's coming out of us is an alignment and it changes the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I love you were talking before this. Let's talk. I want to go back to your book a little bit because I, you wrote this book, The Overcomer, because you saw, yeah, you oh, could say it so much yeah. better. Well, but because of my vision, 
that was kind of weird. I mean, do you really want me to share that? Right. <laughs> Remember the title of this, Raw, Real, and Unreligious. Uh, one day, I used to, as we discussed, because you and I both had ninjas, right? right? So I used to ride my crutch rocket to work. <laughs> my sister. <laughs> and uh, so I would leave my helmet uh, downstairs, and you, when you go into uh, a facility where you're working uh, in intelligence, you go into an area called a skiff. And it's a secure, secure area, compartmented area. So it's vaulted. Nothing so gets it's vaulted. In or in nothing gets in or out. Yeah. Uh, and so I just sort of, because it was before daylight, that's really my time to really, uh, I love spending time with the Lord when it's still dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the the peace that, uh, that the world experiences uh, at that time is really easy to tap into. And I'm walking in and I, when I pulled the section of the skiff, I was speaking and praying out loud. And instantly when the suction opened, the air conditioner uh, shut off and my words be manifested in front of my eyeballs. So you can see this. So I saw my words going up into the uh, air conditioning air conditioning unit. I mean, what are those called? The intake. The intake yeah. or whatever those things what are, are called. Yeah. yeah. Air suckers. Air yes. suckers. <laughs> <laughs> and then the air conditioner shut off. But it was so uh, overwhelming to me that I dropped to my knees and there was an agent in there that uh, was a supervisor special agent that worked in uh, the intelligence, cyber intelligence world. And, uh, the, he just kind of took my hand and we knelt down and began to pray. You guys and knew you were in a holy moment. Yeah. It's like, you can't escape it. That's yeah. it. Just the atmosphere That's was good. just, and you, and for some reason I was allowed to see it. Well, the air conditioner unit kicks back on when we're praying and I look up and I saw the words depositing in the entire building on the Every floor and every person's desk, when the air was blowing, the words were falling out of the air conditioning vents. And it was so supernatural, surreal, amazing. And then I knew what it meant because people always say, what do you mean overcomers do exploits? What does that mean? That's what an exploit is. You are seeing what other people don't see so that you can do what other people aren't doing. And then you can train others to do the same. So my spirit opened up then and I began operating from my spirit. You know, many for many years, I operated from the outside in. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. from the uh, the flesh into my soul and my emotions and yeah. my mental capacity, and then somehow it would get into my spirit. From that day, I started learning how to operate from the inside out. Listen, I just want to, for a minute, I just feel the intercessors. You need to listen to what she just said. We underestimate. And I've repented of prayerlessness. You in a moment got to, the veil was removed and you said, I feel the Lord. Y'all know I get goosebumps and I feel the Lord. (laughs) I feel it too. You said downstairs that moment changed your life and there's women and there's men out there and you have underestimated the power of your prayers. And we are living in days, you guys, where we have got to have tongue alignment and we've got to get the word in us so we can begin to declare because you got... And I love what I'm seeing now is the Lord knew even those, whenever that was, that you were going to get to declare that today and impart that. And it's going to change somebody's life because they've thought intercession, oh, you know, it's not a platform. I believe the intercessor is the greatest and it is, it is the highest call in the kingdom. Well, absolutely. I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. Here's the prophetic picture. I want to point out it. 
it's so obvious to me, and sometimes it's not obvious to people, but I'm a seer and I see that. So man creates this thing called a skiff. Nothing can get in and nothing can get out. This is to protect everything except this little beautiful lady and daughter of the king starts speaking in a frequency called prayer, and man and all of its Bill Gates technology can't stop what sucked through the air, landed in the other atmosphere, Ooh. other FBI agents. Come on, we're having so church. <laughs> let's reverse this in another. We're watching all of these, let's just call them initial organizations. And listen, great men and women out there. So I never want to beat it up. I don't, I don't know what's going on. But if it can intake from there, it can be intake from out there and change a sanctuary, a skift, and pollute it with the enemy's voice. And that's what's happened. And I think it was a real shift for you. It was. God saying, hey, daughter, watch this. And I have to tell you that the confidence that comes, I always had confidence as being, you know, a... What's the proper thing? What's the we don't know? Smart. What's the Christian word? A bad ass. Uh, yeah. Let me say that. For Is there you. a Christian word? No, it's it's in the it, because it, in the natural we we perceive ourselves to be that right? right and and you even discussed about how when you were young you perceived yourself to be the more the fighter, the fighter, the tougher, the you know I'm bad. All to the of bone. my identity was something. But but I'm telling you that is a false sense of confidence because when you experience. His confidence, Come on. it's unstoppable because I have been unstoppable since then. I, no matter what happens, I do not respond to the atmosphere like a thermometer. Come on. I take over it as a thermostat. Ooh. And when I show up, the thermostat is set. And you can have confidence in that. And it happens everywhere I go. So people always wonder what it is. They think it's a tangible thing. You know, oh, your hair is pretty. It must be what you're wearing. It has nothing to do with that. Right. It's the fact that I'm living as an intercessor from my spirit. It's flowing through my soul mm-hmm. and it's exiting my mouth. And it is shifting every atmosphere. Would well, you mind sharing with the, the girl that you just ran into? I think you said yesterday or today, a job site and you walked up, she didn't know you. So she said, um, she, and it's funny because they, they kind of look at you for a bit. They're trying to you figure are beautiful, it out. And, but, but it's not it, that kind of look. Right, it's, it's more deeper. like they're yes. studying you. And she said, I have something like, I feel peace. I, what is that? And I said, she said, are you, what are you? And I said, I just came to deliver peace today. And that her eyes got this big. She's like, it worked. Yes. And I never had to say all the things that religion teaches you to say because the spirit of God was transforming her. I can't even tell you, it would take me too long to tell you how that steered our entire conversation how you can have joy in a season like this. And so then I was praying on the way here and the Holy Spirit said, what is the one thing that takes no action on the part of another human being that you can deliver to them? Mm -hmm. And I said, it's peace. Because in the scripture, do you know that scripture about where you leave your peace? Who cares about the address? It's in the Bible, and it's talking about when you encounter peace, bless it with peace when you don't dust your feet off. Right, and and deposit it. Yep. 
And so I deposited, I guarantee you that changed her entire day. Absolutely. Because she was smiling then. And so that's why I was telling you peace. Uh, You know, I operate in disruptor sort of thought processes because I haven't told you this, but when I was in domestic terrorism, I had bomb dogs. Uh, They're called explosive detection canines. Okay. And uh, that's part of the reason I moved to a ranch so that I could have a lot of canines that operated efficiently and effectively to disrupt uh, whatever the enemy was trying to accomplish in the natural, the bomb dog. So then I realized that peace is a disruptor because no matter what is happening, if you bring your peace, the, the, it's like you said, the enemy can't function in that and he has to (laughs) flee. It's like flipping on the light switch. I love the picture. Is it, what kind of dogs are they? They're, they were actually um, English labs. So they're the real oh. skinny, the real thin uh-huh. English. Okay. Like yeah. they're not the big old American so, labs. Okay. Mint, uh, Bartholomew, the, my first bomb dog, was a um, knighted by the Queen of England. Wow. So, I want to be knighted. Isn't that the truth? You are. Come Remember on. the whole Three yes. Kings story? Come on. You're right. So I love that thought process because I love the Belgium Shepherd mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. One of my friends got one. Mm-hmm. We have a friend. When I think about that, they love their owners, and mm-hmm. but a perpetrator, a a threat, mm-hmm. they turn into a whole yes. different yes. animal. And here's what we've misunderstood yes. Yes. about peace. Peace is not wimpy. Peace is power. Yes. That absolutely can deliver, set someone free, change their atmosphere. And I love, you didn't have to share about Jesus. They got to taste and see that the Lord's good and she's going to start seeking. Yes. Like, yeah. how do I get that again? Yes. So you plowed the field, maybe planting someone's going to water and harvest mm-hmm. and it will happen because there's nothing like that feeling. There's nothing like it. And that's why I think thermostat's such a cool analogy. I love it. Because when you adjust your thermostat, it just automatically, everybody's like, wow, it feels good in here. Why does it feel so amazing? Right. (laughs) You know, the world looks for things that are climactic. And when you think about sex, the the climax, the moment, the awe, the ecstasy. Well, let me tell you, there's an encounter that goes way past a climax in the natural and it goes into the spiritual that stays with you a yeah. peace. That's why Jesus said this. He said, I'm not going to give it to you like the world gives it to you. Right. He's saying to us, I'm not going to make love to you in the way the world makes love to you. I'm going to make love to you. And this thing's going to stay in you and on you and around you. And I just go, when I hear that, I'm just thinking, God, he's so cool. He ups the ante in Every everything. Yeah. And the world, we're... You know, we just fall for the little counterfeits. So you're running around this world doing this stuff. So my, I mean, my mission right now, uh, the mission that he has me on, because I really believe that there is, uh, this is a whole nother long podcast, but I really believe that there is a very powerful mission that God has for us, each one of us in this season. And it's not what it was before. So everybody always says, oh, this is the year of the open door. Well, it's also the year of the closed door. So yep. it's the year of closing open doors yes. because he's closing and now he's opening. Okay. So mm. leave the past behind. When I buried my last bomb dog uh, that passed away recently, I left that season behind and I no longer identify with that. I use it as part of my wisdom and strategy and the muscle that I built over the years and the and how God trained me. But I'm moving forward in a total different direction. And here's the thing. 
all of us have that moment. We have been prepared our entire lives, but we have given in to the counterfeit mm. and let them convince us that we don't have those superpowers. So at the end of the day, let's flip the script. We have the superpowers. We've been plant, We've been trained our whole lives for it. And we have been told that it's the new age movement or whatever else. Yes. And so we feel like, oh, well, you know, that's a little too edgy. That's a too, no. No, we are going to be operating greater things than these. Have you That's ever right. have you ever sat down and thought, why does he always say greater things than these? And I totally don't see greater things than these. I mean, it's not happening. That's because we are not allowing it to flow from the inside out. We are trying to manifest with our natural skills. Yes. So reverse that process and allow your frequency, what God, the DNA that is in you, that's part of him to flow through you. It will change and disrupt atmospheres like none other. I've experienced it. I am no different than anybody else in the audience. I'm, I have had 15, 20 I don't know how many jobs I've had. The thing is, I say yes to everything. I love, I just love experiencing life and saying yes. And well, and that goes back to, I love what I read or, or listened to a podcast. You said every morning you wake up and you throw your hands up and you say, I say yes, I, yes. but it goes back to, it's so powerful that your mind, your whole body, soul, spirit aligns yes. and gets on board yes. with your voice. Yes. So I think that's beautiful. And you know, scientifically speaking, when you say yes, then automatically everything starts working to align that. So yeah. not even just in the spirit, but in the natural. When you yeah. say yes, you start putting solutions to the king's problems. You start having the moments where you show up and you know that there's an answer. I remember that there was a general uh, that would uh, that said to me one day, what is it that's different about you? We want you in this meeting. Yeah. We want you to appear in the war room. And I don't, I'm thinking to myself, I don't have any skills to be in a war room. I'm not a general. I'm not a, you know, but I, it, and so I told him that it was the word that was in me. And you know what he said to me before he passed away? He said, I only wish that people realize the power of their words because when you began to speak in that room, even though no one else heard your words, the atmosphere heard your words and the atmosphere would change and it would have to obey. And so that's the amazing thing is that that light doesn't run away from darkness. Darkness runs away from light. So we need to be that. And we need to start manifesting that. I want you to speak to something because we're we're living in a time. I've been waiting for 2024, like just Mm -hmm. vibrating. Can't wait here because the word that I got in 2018. So everybody, we're here now and it's, it's going to be chaotic. It's going to be this, but you just reframed a scripture for me that I I went, wait a minute, Lord, I didn't, it says in Proverbs, a skilled man or woman will minister before Kings. Yes. I always took it as, Hey, skilled in theology, skilled in a, you know, the tactical, practical strategy, you know, something really cool. What if skilled could mean skilled in the art of receiving and releasing atmosphere from heaven. I love that. That is a skill. I love that so much. And and that's where your confidence comes. Everybody always says, why do you always say joy is your superpower? Because it is so exhilarating to release and change without being intelligent, strong, smart, right? whatever everybody makes you think you have to be, you can release him 
And that is the skill. It, mm. It's and it's and it's fine tuned. And then once you do it once or twice and it changes, then you kind of snicker when you walk in the room and then you have this joy and everybody's like, why are you so joyful? I'm like, oh, things are fixing to change. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm sitting with a modern day Deborah and there's been so much prophetic that this really is the time of a woman. And I feel like I am literally sitting and I, I might cry. I don't even care because you're redeeming feminism. Mm. I am crying. One of my heroes is my grandmother, and she's a trailblazer. And what she did for me was never a day in my life have I questioned that I couldn't do something because I'm a girl. Never mm. had that struggle. And I feel like we are in a moment, such a time as this. I am an Esther. You're a Deborah. And you, when you, I felt it the minute I walked in this house, I just met her today and the peace that she exudes, it is for everyone. It's not because of her outward beauty. It is because of the one that she is in love with. And it is not, here's the difference. I didn't for a minute feel in competition with you. I didn't in a minute feel like I was comparing myself for you. When you walk in what you're talking about, it releases freedom for everyone. It didn't dismantle his masculinity. You Mm. guys, this is so much bigger than even, you know, it's, this is beautiful. So I just had to interject and honor you that I know you've had temptations. I'm sure that there've been moments in your life there's a cost. There's a cost. Thank you. There's a cost. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about that cost because I had a problem with pride. Mm. You know, I mean, when you're on television, when you're in the FBI, when you have bomb dogs, I don't know you, for some reason, when people look at you and perceive you to be amazing, then you accept it as a natural pride. When God showed me that it's him that I can trust in who he is then it took away all the pressure. And then that's where my peace came from because I can show up now. And he told me two years ago, he said, your new phrase is the world is run by those who show up mm. and show up and show up and Just show keep up saying yes. I and love keep it. saying yes, because when everything starts falling down, they're going to turn around and go, is there anybody here that's been showing up that has the skill that we need? The skill that we've been practicing, even as intercessors that we've been practicing, we are going to be utilized in that moment to step up to the plate. And it's going to be beyond what anyone can imagine. It's not going to be, oh, I think I'm just going to go run for offices. (laughs) No, it's going to be world changing. He gave the nations for our inheritance. And yet, and yet he never, he's the same yesterday and today, and he uses the weak ones. And I'm sitting here going as great and all this, we're still like the disciples. Yes. We all know we're a little wonky. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you said, you have to- general, you said, I don't have the skill, but you took that moment. Yes. And you said, I'm walking, I'm stepping into destiny right yes. now. Yes. And I, and that's where my, you know, I had a hard time with trust. I mean, obviously I've, uh, I'm 
don't my I didn't trust my husband anymore. Don't trust have an issue with being in law enforcement. You don't trust people. You see the underbelly of society. Mm. Sure. You're in uh, the news organization, and all you do is bad news, bad news, bad news. So your trust level is way. So God really had to take me to a place to where I understood what trusting Him means. And it trusting Him is not an action that you take that is motivated by your mental state. Trust is by releasing all of what you think you are and all that and allowing him to be who he is. Because once you see that, I'm sure Elijah, was it Elijah that called down fire? Yes, ma'am. Yes. I can, can you imagine yes, I can. how his confidence <laughs> and he was all that? But the thing is, your confidence is different. He gets one word. He calls down fire. His girl's going to come beat him up after school. He's in a deep depression <laughs> going through bipolar and running to the mountain. I love Elijah. That, that is like the best story ever. Oh, I, but I <laughs> Those are my it, favorite. You talked about pride. Pride, but I, you know, I, I came, I, you know, I'm sure I fought pride, you know, in a lot of things. I think I, I related with insecurity and rejection, which can really hit it. And maybe some people are out there listening. I always want to reach out and just say, maybe you're sitting here going, I know I'm not, I didn't work for the FBI. I didn't have bomb dogs. I don't, she's got horses. She's, she's anchored. She's done all, I mean, so much more than what you can think, hope or imagine. But the deal is in the same way pride would minister to her having too much or, or settling in, of course, this is mine, is the enemy convincing us that we're not enough. Absolutely. Hey, the disciples were nobodies. They simply said yes. And so this skill set that we're talking about in peace, and I, I'm, I'm growing and I'm in first grade. I want to keep getting and learning and exercise that. Janine, what would you say to somebody that doesn't feel pride, but maybe feels insecure? You know, it's amazing that you bring that up because pride is actually insecurity. Absolutely. Because you are placing your security and what your capabilities okay, are. Okay, I've walked in pride a lot. You have. Well, yes. I, I was thinking about Because that. you're relying on your capabilities. And yes, that's what pride is. Pride is even not receiving mm. what, what Jesus did. If you think that that's you have a better way... Shame on you <laughs> because he did it all. And guess what? He said, it's finished. Come on. We should be operating in the, it is finished, not in the, our capabilities, our mindsets, our insecurities, all of that. To me, that's what pride is. So if you're feeling insecure, I'm not enough. Uh, people are, you know, that I hang around. My boss is crazy. My friends are crazy. My parents and my kids, all of that is external. Yep trying to keep you from releasing who you really are because who you are needs to be released yep. from the inside. And I tell you, well one of the, and that's one of the skills that we learned at the FBI. We, um, I would read things in my voice. I would read the scripture, um, obviously not in there, but in class, they taught us how to read things and listen to our voice, say it so that the confidence would come when fear tries to attack you. You can hear your voice say, I am safe. I know what I'm doing. I've been prepared for this, all of that. But I translated that into the spiritual world. And I thought, you know what, if I could do that and my voice and read his word and plant his word in me, at the, and and manifest it all at the same time because that's what's happening in these days, right? 100%. He says that the harvest is coming at the same time that it's planting. Yes. So yes. so here's the good news if you're insecure. You know how the scripture says that he's pursuing you? 
What happens when you're running at breakneck speed and somebody's pursuing you at breakneck speed? If you stop and turn around, bam, you run slap dab into them. Yes. Collision. And it's a good collision. So turn around. That's all it takes. It doesn't take anything else. It doesn't take any effort on your part. It doesn't take any magical thing. It's just stop and turn around and allow that to overtake you. So I love good. that. So I want to flip something back to you. Uh, if y'all haven't listened to Lance Wall now, uh, and I'm sure there's other people, I, I don't want to, I don't know who came up with it, but talk about the seven mountains for us. Talk about what you feel called to. I know there's specific calls, but we actually get to go to all seven mountains. Yes, we do. And so talk to us a little bit about that. Educate people about the seven mountains and the mountain you love. So I never really understood it. My little sister had a, I call her my little sister. She hates that. But anyway, my little sister had a dream one night that there was a tightrope stretched across seven, the top of seven mountains. And I was walking the tightrope and she said, I don't know what that means. She said there were seven mountains and there was a tightrope stretched and, but God took that dream and deposited in me. And then I met Lance Walnow and understood that the seven mountains are actually the sectors of society that that are established. Yeah. And so it's, you know, the arts and entertainment, it's the political fields, the government, it's the family. It's so it's every sector of our society, the marketplace, the business. marketplace yeah. business. Mm-hmm. And so I um, started really operating, realizing that my experiences and all my jobs that everybody thought Janine was kind of wacky, God was using all of that so that I would be having experience in each of the mountains so that I could be uh, operational and stand shoulder to shoulder with others and have the wisdom of God to, and so he used the natural to help me see the supernatural. I'm going to give you the seven mountains, just in my language. I wrote them down, family, religion, education, media, arts, uh, entertainment, business, and government. And they could be said a different way. It's interesting to me. I've just listened part of your story. Not all of your touches on the mountain. You've had a lot of traumas in those mountains. You bet. And we all have had that. Mm -hmm. But God used that, and I love how you keep saying this, like, man, I just keep seeing you walking down that. But I hear her calling out to all of us is, come join me. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. The tightrope <laughs> is a lot wider and safer than what we think because he's in, it's his. You bet. And we don't have to have a skill to walk on it other than maybe just faith and trust, right? Right. I mean, it's the whole, it's the whole deception that we've been sold. Yeah. Uh, that that because you're not this, because you didn't study this, because you didn't graduate high school, go to college, whatever the lies are right. that you think that you're incapable. Well, it just so happens that the master of the universe <laughs> is the one that has that dwells in you. Yes. Just release him. That's and all you need. His government and is his increasing. Government. Mm-hmm. It is it is never stopped increasing. And yes. I think that what we what we're experiencing now, because as we get closer and closer to the return of Christ, what I feel like the Lord said is the enemy's just He's just trying to get louder. It's his government. God's government is increasing. And I love the seven mountains because if you grew up in church, that's my background. You kind of get a wrong ideology that if I'm not a pastor, if I'm not on, you know, a church staff, we compartmentalize. But like my husband and I, our mountain is marketplace, you know, and business. And even though I am not 
I am like his intercessor for our company. You so bet. I love it empowers every one of us is called to a yes. mountain. Yes. You know, absolutely. So. You don't have to be a pastor or worship leader. No. Or You're supposed to be his hands and his feet. All over the, all over the planet. I love that. And that's what we're called to do. And so, you know, the thing that's exciting to me about that is, is I love letting people see the invisible and do the impossible because say that again, I love showing people people. how to see the invisible Mm. and do Do the the impossible. impossible. Hebrews 11. And, and you can do it. Because he dwells in you anywhere. I used to have a misperception that it had to be in my portal, in my ranch, at, you know, such and such, yeah. you know, horizontal, vertical, whatever, where, you know, I pray and all of that and where my altar is or whatever. Right. And he said, no, I dwell in you. You can show up anywhere. Anywhere. And see the invisible and do the impossible. And that is why we need. And so that's what I was talking to you earlier about why I wrote the overcomers there. There are people in our lives that God has called to be part of our squad Mm. and your squad. Everybody has a different skill. And that's why we have a little issues in our relationships, right? Because sometimes I don't understand your quirkiness or yours. But at the end of the day, if we would lock arms and march together and overcome that and realize that we all bring something amazing to the table, then that's that's how intelligence is formed. That's how cases are solved. That's how you take over and, and disrupt what the enemy is doing by unifying. So why do you think he's working so hard to make us not unify? And I tell you what, the other thing that always got me in religion is that I used to always pray with my grandma, uh, you know, oh, Lord, if it's your will. Yes. <laughs> but here's the, but here's the deal. It's like our loophole. <laughs> it is it's, our it's loophole. A loophole for unbelief. <laughs> it yes. is a loophole because he says, you know, my will. I, Come on. This is my last will and testament. Yes. My scripture yes. is my will. And Jesus activated it. When he went back to the father. So go look at what he left for you. What is your inheritance? Go grab it and live it out. Come on. And, and so you know what his will is. So ask him, like, don't leave it where, Lord, it may be your will that, you know, <laughs> Paul, Paul gets better. No, you know that Jesus' blood was shed. It was enough. It, it was, was finished. Enough. And if we would start operating from knowing God's will instead of, because it, it is, it, James sort of gave us the opportunity. He said, whatever he said in James, he said, you say, Lord, if it be thy will. Mm. But it also says that you know his will yeah. and that he reveals his will. So you take Lord, if this is your will, Lord, what is your will? Holy Spirit, help me operate in his will. And then use the wise counsel counsel of the people that you've locked and locked uh, shields with. Yes. And you know what's wild to me? We are the generation that has more access than any generation prior. We can get, I, we can study the Bible in the the original Hebrew and Greek. And I guarantee you we're the least literate. Uh, yes. We are asleep. What happened right before Jesus went to the cross is the disciples fell asleep. And there is a temptation right now, you guys. And I had a dream, one of my first prophetic dreams. And I'll tell you really fast that the sun and the moon merged together. And it was this 
unbelievable cosmic event in the sky. And I looked up, they merged together and they came, they became the outline of a dove. And then the dove, it was like stars and fireworks and it kind of exploded and it, and it came down to earth in these white flowers. And I was in awe of what I had just seen. And I looked down cause I knew Jesus is about to come. And I looked down and there was people walking around and you guys, they were doing this. Looking down at their phones. They were looking on their phones. And guess what? They missed it. And I knew they'd missed it. Distracted. They were distracted. And I looked, I was with three friends and I said, it's time to go. We're living in that minute. It is never, for myself too, there's no condemnation. For January, for 2024, I'm putting this bad boy down. Because I've got to align my frequency <clears throat> with Shalom peace. And if we have ever needed to guard our hearts and guard our minds and guard the portals, yes, it is now. Yes, it is now. And I, I just went off on that tangent, but I love it. What you don't even know is Shawnee, you had the dream. I don't know if you know this. We just went through, I don't know when you had the dream a couple of years ago. Yeah. We, we've just went through, it's the farmer's almanac. I was driving down the road and I was like, it was like I had sunglasses on. I was with a buddy of mine. I was like, what? I feel like someone's playing a joke on me. It's like I got sunglasses on. I called my wife and they were like, it's the, they called it the new moon and it, it aligned. Oh. So what you're talking oh, about wow. actually just happened in the last couple of months. Wow. Now, give me, give me. <laughs> you need to go research that. Months. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's almost a setting of a, it's a resetting of a cycle, a 40 year cycle in the, in the farmer, farmer's almanac. Okay. I think Jesus is coming close, whether that's 50 or five years, you know, I can get so caught up in that, but I, I want you to speak and you girls to speak to this when chaos is going on in the world. Listen, FBI, Homeland Security, all that's going on in Democrats, Republican, all the craziness of all of this. You said something that I really liked um, about chaos. Mm. And I don't know if you remember that, but you. you oh, yeah. Yes. In science, you know, the you can see beauty in chaos. And I believe that day is here for us, yes. for us to be able to see beauty in the chaos and activate. And it, it's a it's a skill. And so let me give you a very easy, simple way to make that happen. OK, when you first wake up in the morning, the first thing you do, you do not grab your phone and look at the news you don't look to see if your alarm is getting ready to go off. You immediately throw your hands in the air and you say, Holy Spirit, my answer is yes. Mm. What is your yes today? Because I am just as Jesus was, as he is, so are we in this world. That means what our Father does, we're doing. What our Father says, we're saying, set that that the moment you open your eyes before you put your feet on the floor, because if you do that, it shifts. And that is how I obtain my peace. Yeah. It's, it's the initial uh, disruptor of what, because the enemy hits you the minute you open your eyes. Yes. So you have to disrupt that. And so that's how I do it. And then I hit the button 
I grab my phone and I hit the button where I am telling myself in my frequency. You have it recorded. I have it recorded. Come on. <laughs> and so I hear myself. And What so are some of the things that you're saying on that recording? I say that you are the head and not the tail. You're above only and never again beneath. Mm-hmm. That you are the uh, apple of his eye. I, I just say everything that... I am not feeling. I was just about to say. Because here's the deal when you're an investigator. You go by, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence. When chaos hits, don't go by circumstantial evidence. You go by gut. You go by what your intuition, you know Mm. how they always say what in your intuition is your spirit. Mm. So you go by what your spirit, but you have to learn that skill now because when chaos hits, it's hard to learn that skill. Yeah. It's hard to build a plane in the air. It it really is. I want to re-say something because I I just go, wow, it's pretty interesting because if you listen to our podcast, you know that I'm a big declare, declare declare, declare, you have an identity, you have an authority so that you can change atmosphere. The enemy wants to change our identity and our authority. Sometimes we hand that authority over, but I love it. Just getting up. Maybe that's what you listen today for is a very practical of, okay, I'm going to go record my voice and I'm going to go try this for seven days. Yeah. Why not? If it doesn't work, then his word's not true. But it's true. It will not return void. What happens to us, we do the seven days and we get off the bus. We get distracted by phones and people. And there's a word that I got. I mean, I just can see it. There's a mom that the fear of all the turbulence and chaos going on. And this is a lot of moms, but this is one particular mom. I see your face. I see what you drive. So good. I see you go. And you, it causes such fear fear of what's going on is I can't get to all my babies if this goes on, if this goes down, if this, all the things and the theories and the, if this president gets in, here's the deal, stop, drop and roll Mm. and look over in your passenger seat and just say, hi, Jesus, I need you to reset my reality because you're looking through these eyes when he wants you to look through the eyes of your heart. Yes. So Janine, I love what you're teaching and saying. I'm actually going to go apply some of that. Mm -hmm. I am super tired, but I think, well, maybe that's the rest that I needed to hear. You're such a beautiful gift today. And I just receive the peace. Yeah. And I also want to obey what I heard is that I release my peace right back at you. Yes. Right back at you. Because I it's receive so that. awesome. It is. Beautiful. I'm going to give you all some of the last words. I, I want to say one thing, and then I want you to close us out. Okay. But the entire time I keep seeing this picture of a zebra. And mm. I, you guys need to know, the Lord is speaking through creation. He spoke Jesus his birth was through the stars. We were reclaiming all of this is his. And I, I went and got my pa- I passed to the Fort Worth Zoo a couple years ago and I would just go hang out and I was so drawn to the zebras and I did a little study. And do you know that one of their biggest, um, what's it called? Like uh, an ins- their pestilence or whatever is flies. And the pattern on the zebra confuses the, the fly. <laughs> and when you're talking, I love that you use the word disruptor. When we put on worship, when we put on prayer, all the enemy really is, is like a fly. He yes. does not have 
any power, but that what we give him and what we align our tongues with. But I keep seeing that and someone needs to hear shift the atmosphere, get the Mm. spiritual flies off of you, put on uh, your coat of worship, pray in the spirit. Yes. And watch the atmosphere. The you can't shift the atmosphere unless you have shifted your own atmosphere. You and that yeah. comes from releasing so the spirit of God that dwells in you. Yeah. So practice that. Yeah. That's probably the most important thing that we can learn from today is we have to practice operating in the spirit because that is how you will be a disruptor. That is how you will all of creation is waiting for the manifestation of the daughters and sons of God. And so they're waiting. And so I practice, I practice with my horses. Uh, I practice with my bomb dogs. I practice. And, and so it's, I practice with the dead Oak trees. I practice with, I mean, so, but the thing is, is it may seem odd, but then my confidence is so it's kind of like Jesus confidence when he said to the fig tree, Oh, you're not going to produce anymore because you're out. I curse you. I curse you. You're dead. You're dead. And he just kept walking. He didn't make a big deal out of it. And that is kind of the way we're supposed to be. Don't expect to see with your natural eyes. When you do, it's a bonus. But you, that's part of seeing the invisible and doing the impossible. And that is the world that we dwell in. And, you know, someday you're going to walk into your closet and it's going to, you're going to step out into another country and you're going to operate on the mission that you're in. Then you're going to step back out of your closet. And in a moment's notice, you're going to be back in bed there because the sons of God, the sons and daughters of God are the ones that are listening to his voice. What is it that you're doing? Father, what is it that you're saying? My answer is yes. And we all have the capability of doing that. So let's practice now. You know how when you go to the gym yeah, and it's you're kind of sore for a few days mm-hmm. and then you have to up your weight and then you're sore mm-hmm. again. We, we have been building muscle for many years now, many of us listening, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, in my mm-hmm. case, over 60 years, I've been building muscle. And now I look at myself in the mirror, in the spiritual mirror, and I'm like, okay. You looking yes. good. It's your time, girl. Yes. <laughs> Go do your thing. Yeah. We are definitely going to have Janine back. So, good. so do me a favor today. Mm-hmm. If you will, just go over and subscribe. I don't understand all this YouTube stuff, but I know one thing. They keep telling me, Mark, tell people to subscribe and pass this on. Pass Janine on to a friend and just go listen to it. It's not weird. We accept this crazy crap going on in our world. I mean, think about it. We, we accept all of what Hollywood will put out and all that, and we just go, oh, it's just scary movie, you know, whatever it is. But when someone practices on a dead oak tree, that's just weird. That's just, No, that's practice. Yeah. Because some of those trees come back to life, and here's the better thing when we speak to a human being, which, by the way, the Scripture calls us oaks of righteousness planted by the, the rivers that our leaves never wither, never change. So there may be chaos going on. But my word, my unbridled thing to say today is this, find beauty in chaos. Jesus is with you. Thanks for joining us at the Unbridled Life. Thanks so much for listening to the Unbridled Life podcast. We know your time is valuable and we hope we bring real and relevant content that helps you live that unbridled life. If you want to help us spread the message, you can rate or review the podcast on whatever platform you like to listen to us and share it with a friend or two. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're doing, head on over to theunbridledlifepodcast.com and learn more.